cue music. Do 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 do. Saturday time with Tatum and guess. <laughs> I'm done. We are back with another episode of Clusterfuck, and today we're going to be talking about something that I have very little experience in, dating and relationships and stuff. However, I am in a relationship right now, but he's my first boyfriend. I'm 21 years old. Before that, no one ever liked me back. So, someone does now. Awesome. Lit. But today we have our special guest who is the most wonderful woman I know to talk about her weird experiences with dating and why I think she deserves way better than what she's been offered. Like, oh my fucking God, it's so ridiculous. But she's strong, she's powerful, and she's the only Capricorn I like in this world. So please welcome (laughs) the one and only Jada Larkins. Woo! Thank you for the lovely intro there, my, my dear lovely friend. So, how are you? What's going on? I'm chilling. Honestly, I'm sure, like, with everybody else, this quarantine shit has me uh, losing my mind just slightly. (laughs) I was already losing it before, but um, this one, it's really hammering home my psychosis right now. So, um, you know, other than that, just trying to cope, just trying to live, make the best of this situation right now. Same girl. All right. Let's start with the basics, crushes. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you started having crushes? And who was your first crush? I was very young when I had my first crush. Well, when I started having crushes, really. And honestly, even like elementary school me had more game, I guess, than adult me does. Because I think the first guy that I like really liked, um, his name was some little white boy. And I got him with my boyfriend. Bless. Yeah, but the gag is, here's the thing. Basically, I was in like a poly relationship in first grade. Wow. This boy also had this other girl who was his girlfriend who was like my best friend. So we were both sharing this boy and he would like hold both of her hands and like he, he was the man. He really thought that he was up to something. So yeah, so that was that. But honestly, the first actual real crush crush that I could really like vividly remember was in sixth grade and- I was in love with this man and I just everything about him I was just like oh my god like he's so cute but the gag is um he didn't like me he literally liked every other girl that was my friend that wasn't me he literally dated like three of my friends wow I was in love with him and he said that I was ugly what a bitch and I grind on my way home on the bus. I remember this vividly because I was so upset. I was on the bus on my way home. He told me that after school and I had this light blue and white tie-dye shirt on with a little like embroidered peace sign or so, or smiley face or something in the middle. And I was just sobbing on my way home. <laughs> it was so bad. But yeah, but now... Now that I'm popping, homeboy follows me on every social media uh, and is over here, you know, all this stuff. So I'm saying, like, listen, God a blow bless. up is always in order. Listen, attention to anybody listening to this. If whoever you like right now is being stupid, baby, I promise you, once you forget about them and you soar above and beyond, they're going to be waiting for you. And you just got to be like, get the fuck out of my face. Because <laughs> you've told me, like, many guys messaging you being like, yeah, I knew this guy in middle school and he fucking hated me. And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Now you're coming in? Like, right. Or it'll be like, oh, he like secretly liked me but didn't want anybody else to know. But now he's like, oh, what's going on? And I'm like, uh, listen, if you didn't like me in public when I was not as popping, you're not going to like me in public when I'm popping now. So get on my face. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to think. My first crush. So <laughs> we met, I believe this was kindergarten and his name was and we dated quote unquote dated but we broke up because we were both going to separate elementary schools there was two elementary schools next to each other and because my address ended in an odd number i went to mark carey and his address apparently ended in an even number so he went to eisenberg Mm. possibly i don't know that's how they divvied it up if you lived in desert shores (laughs) if that's what your zone school was and so we parted ways. I remember we hugged each other because we were like, we're never going to see each other again. But we didn't officially break up because we were like, we're going to find each other or something like that. Clearly, I'm cheating on him. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I love my boyfriend now. So, you know, I hope 
doing great things in life. I don't know where he is. I, I might know. be friends with him. I might be friends with him on Facebook. I don't know. But if you're listening, hi. How's That's why I'm like he's down doing a good great. job at defending your honor because you clearly he clearly sees that you're with Christian right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Yes, he's not doing correct. a great job. <laughs> but when you bring it up, actually, because you said you were in a polyamorous relationship when you were young. When I was in fifth grade. I lived in this one house, and that's where I met my lifelong best friend, sister, really. She's like a sibling to me. My friend Sada. Um, We lived two doors down from each other, but from across from our houses lived this guy. I'm going to call him... I don't know. Ron is the only thing that comes up. We're going to call him Ron. (laughs) Ron is also the name of my axolotl, but we're not talking about my axolotl. So we're going to talk about this guy named Ron. And he lived across the street from our houses. And he was two years older than us, I want to say. So that meant he was in middle school. I, we were about to be in middle school. And he claimed that he had five girlfriends and that what? I was one of them. I was not aware of this relationship until he told me that I was. But I was the fifth one because he liked me the least. This is like a sister wives type situation. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is because he wanted me to play the guessing game of like who his fifth girlfriend was. And I was like, what the fuck? So we played hangman for me to figure it out. And then homeboy couldn't even spell my name. He spelled I'm it weak as hell. T-A-D-A-M. I was like. D! <laughs> D! <laughs> Uh-uh, you dodged a bullet, honey, because he's illiterate. <laughs> right now, I think he's like probably 22, 23 years old now. He lives okay. probably in Texas with this one chick. Or maybe he's not dating at all. I have no idea. But I'm pretty sure he doesn't even remember that. But I just remember, like, we hung out all the time and we had water balloon fights outside. We were yeah. crazy. We rode bikes together. But yes, I was somewhat in a polyamorous relationship, but not knowing it. Because I that's what I'm saying. That's like cheating. That's not even Polly. Because I'm saying Polly, you know about the other person. He was basically just be like, yeah, I got five hoes and I'm cheating on all of them right now. <laughs> but to, for me, I was like, I don't even like you. So whatever, whatever. I, <laughs> honestly, that's like being like, hey, I'm kidnapping you into being my girlfriend. Like that's like holding you hostage into a relationship. Honestly. Hey, you're my girlfriend now. Right, I was Even like, I can't spell your name. I spelled your name with a D. <laughs> you're my girlfriend. I'm like, bro. Like, I know you're in seventh grade, and I'm only in fifth grade. But at least I know how to spell your damn name, and your name is longer than mine. Stay dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it was fairly attractive. It just, you know, wasn't my cup of tea. So, right. but let's fast forward to this one other story. My first crush in elementary school. We're just gonna call him. Adam his name is not actually Adam but we're gonna call him Adam and so there was this other girl we're gonna call her Chelsea Chelsea and me liked Adam right now listeners don't follow (laughs) what I did this is like some you situation don't fucking do it so Adam liked Chelsea right but I wanted Adam to like me and he told me to my face that he didn't like me but I was like (laughs) challenge accepted my Aries ass was like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to accomplish this. Oh, I'm so, so weak. everything that Chelsea did, I would do. I copied her every move. If she went to I'm go get a out. drink at the water fountain, I went to go drink at the water fountain. <gasps> I'm like, it's fine. If she played on the playground, I played on the playground. If she was left-handed, bitch, I was left-handed. I don't care if my essays were horrible. I was going to get this man. Oh, my God. I couldn't copy her outfits because, you know, I didn't know where she lived to do that. But if she went to the restroom, I would wait until she got back, and then I would go to the restroom. She said something, I said it right back. I said it the same way. She'd be like, hey, Adam. Like, hey, Adam. And then if she needed to answer a question... In class, she's like, the answer is B. I'll be like, the answer is B. And she even told me to stop. She was like, stop copying me. And I was like, stop copying me. Like, <laughs> I'm like, it's hell. Uh, don't do that shit. Because you won't get the don't. guy. All right. And that's T. You've had crushes. When you did start getting into, like, the official dating scene, how old were you? I guess the first time. And honestly, I don't even really want to count this. Because honestly, I feel like any relationship you have had 
and you're younger than a legal adult, like you're younger than 18 years old, I feel like I don't really count that. Like it's not really like, it's not an actual relationship because you don't really know much about yourself and the person you're dating probably doesn't know much about themselves either to actually be in a relationship. So, and if that's the case, I don't really think I've been in an actual relationship if I'm going by my own standards. However, the first boyfriend, I guess, like, boyfriend where I said this is my boyfriend and he was like this is my girlfriend was my freshman year of high school I was 15 this is one of the tales you know you had a story where you're like listeners don't do this this is my story where I'm like listeners don't do this um (laughs) because I was like 14 15 at this time and at this time I was getting over this boy We'll call him uh, John. I was getting over this boy, John. Um, Here's the thing. This actually dated back to middle school. So I was in middle school. This was when I was in eighth grade. I thought I was hot shit, baby. I had just gotten my fucking braces. Braces were the thing. Like, that was it. Like, if you had braces, then everybody thought that you were that girl, that boy. Like, you were it. And so I had braces, and all these boys were like, oh, fucking me. I'm like, (laughs) But the thing is, I was in love with this other boy, named Bobby and actually Bobby is the one if you remember Tatum is he's the one where I I showed you his receding hairline (gasps) oh Bobby him him oh Bobby (laughs) baby I was in love with him viewers listeners just so you know what I just referenced love this boy but he looks like literally a 55 year old man (laughs) is in the back of his head so anyway so Bobby he he was one of those boys in middle school where like he would like me on the down low but in public he would pretend like he wasn't like that with me but I was still in love with him anyway because I'm a Capricorn bitch and I love what I can't have and so was in love with Bobby but then John was like He was in seventh grade and I was in eighth grade and he was like super into me. And I was like, um, I'm not about to fucking date someone lower than me. Like, baby, I'm in eighth grade. Like, I'm hot shit. Like, what do I look like dating a seventh grader? Like, get the fuck on my face. Um, and so I'm dead. But I would still entertain him because he would give me attention. He would talk to me. He would basically show me the attention that Bobby was not showing me in public. And so I was like, fine, whatever, I'll entertain him. This went into summer going into my freshman year of high school. And freaking john was still on my you know whatever we were seeing each other we were like my sister and would drive me to the park like near his house so we would hang out at the park and blah 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 and so over that time i actually really started to like him you know so i thought we were gonna like date i thought it was gonna be my boyfriend and then i get to high school and i find out that he's flirting with some other girl that i know publicly on twitter and i'm like why are you doing this and then at this time because he kept being like oh i want you to be my girlfriend I want you to be my girlfriend but i'm like no 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 not yet not yet but then i was like you know what if you want to ask me to be your girlfriend right now like i wouldn't say no right now but he never did and i'm like something's up like why the fuck aren't you doing that so basically it turns out that he was you know fucking fucking around on me whatever i guess i took too long to want to be his girlfriend so he decided to venture out i'm like you want whatever fuck you like I don't like you anymore. And so I was super devastated. And then I went to high school, like I said, 14, 15. And then in gym class, I met this boy named um, uh, Jesse. And (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And Jesse was a senior, also 18 years old. And um, yes, yeah. Cradle robbing to at its finest. And I didn't really think twice about it because one I was still heartbroken over John and I just wanted someone to pay attention to me and he had a car and he would buy me food and shit and so I was like you know what maybe I'll entertain this a little bit plus I met his mom and I loved like I would go to his house and like talk to his mom and I loved his mom loved her so yeah whatever so that was technically like my first relationship that was my first sexual encounters too like not like full-on sex like I was still a virgin after we broke up we broke up after like three months um because I just couldn't I couldn't do it anymore he just was not attractive to me anymore like I couldn't even kiss him because he was just so nasty looking to me I know that was terrible so he tried to kiss you and you're like "Mm, please don't I don't want to kiss you yeah I'm like yes I'm like I can't do this right now um it's too much pressure and so I ended up breaking up with him and also he's the person that I don't know if I told you this but this is the first time I ever had anyone um go down on me and he bit my coochie (gasps) oh no yes bit me bit me and I was like 
what <laughs> that's horrifying so, it's terrible the gag is that even throughout my high school career even after i broke up with him he would still try and like oh want to hang out i want to do this i want to do that like literally until i was a junior basically in high school and i'm like god damn it get some business you're a grown man you're a grown man <laughs> <laughs> why are you still trying to fuck with a girl in high school get out of here jesus anyway so anyway so that was my first i guess boyfriend experience the kind of lackluster all he really did was drive me places and buy me food and pressure me into having sex actually fun fact fun story inside this story um did i ever tell you the story about the first time i saw a penis in real life you might have but you know tell the viewers okay. the listeners Okay, yes. Okay, <laughs> listeners. So basically, we were sitting in his car. It was before I had some rehearsal for some show I was in. And at this point, I had never seen a penis in real life. And I'd seen pictures exclusively. And they were all very ugly You just to saw me. I always stood- bootleg penises. Yes, yes. Uh -huh, yes, 100%. Um, and I, they always looked like Alaskan bullies <laughs> to me, like from SpongeBob. And so I just was not into it. <laughs> I was not into it. Um, so. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> I was not into it. Um, so I just, I was terrified. Like, genuinely, like, I had a phobia of dick. And so he was just like, oh, come on, just, like, look at it. Like, whatever. I'm like, um, I don't want to. <laughs> and so he whipped it out in the car, right? And I just looked over at it. And I just patted it, and I was like, hey there, buddy. <laughs> and that's the story of the first time I encountered a scene. <laughs> I can't. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I just introduced myself as if it was a person. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, oh, top of the morning. Top of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was that. Um, I'm surprised he didn't break up with me right then and there. That was like a month into us dating, low-key. And there would be times where he was like, oh, come on, like, suck my dick. And I'm like, oh, I'll do it if you buy me some Taco Bell or something right now. And then immediately after I would get my food, I'd be like, oh, my mom said I have to come home right now. I'm so sorry. You have to take me home. <laughs> um, I finessed a lot of meals that way. Loves it. Um, but yeah, so that was like my first boyfriend, I guess. As of my adulthood, I've not had an official boyfriend at all, like ever. Love that. So yeah, that's just, I've had a lot of situationships. It's not like I've just been 100% single since I've been like an adult, but I've had a lot of situationships that turned into absolutely nothing. Right. And so I mean, <laughs> it's just like when you're in high school, I mean, this was not because I literally was like too sad and depressed to be in a relationship, but you know yeah. in high school hormones are happening and you're most of the time like i mean i started puberty when i was in elementary school like i got my period in fourth grade Same. had boobs in third grade got notes from people to be like you need to wear a bra went immediately to just a regular bra oh my gosh wore sports bras but they were the sports bras that you got from walmart and they made it made you look like you had a uniboo it was just one boob in the chest oh, no. it was really bad really 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 bad yeah and now i wear real bras now but I didn't really, quote unquote, go through puberty-ish during high school, except for stuff like periods and growth spurts. Those yeah. fucking hurt. I'm glad those are over. And like, yeah. you know, my brain's still developing. Well, I, I, I would like a couple more. I'm fucking dead. But like I was saying, well, when you're dating in high school, like most people who do date in high school and are really hot in high school, you know, they got that cute gene hormone, whatever that's going on. And I just didn't get it until yeah. I was a junior in college. So like right now. And I think when you people like like you, you get confidence from that. I didn't get mm -hmm. confidence until I was in college because no one had liked me at all until Christian or until at least I got on Tinder and I saw that like my looks weren't a problem. It really was just like finding a guy who wasn't a fucking douchebag. <laughs> And yeah, no, here's the, and here's the thing, Tatum. I feel like also, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but also I just like to reiterate that first time I saw you, I thought I'm like, who is this banging girl? Like, who is she? Oh my God. Um, and so that's what I'm saying. Like you were, you were attractive far earlier than junior year of college. Trust me. I remember the first time I'm, and also here's the thing. And this is a shallow, sorry, listeners. Um, sorry if you think I'm an asshole for saying this. I don't have ugly friends. I don't, I'm not friends with people who I think are unattractive. I surround myself with bad bitches Bro. so we would not be friends if you were not right cute. no exactly <laughs> i agree with you i'm not really friends with people who i don't think and that goes and not just physical beauty like if you're a fucking liar, oh yeah 100 100 manipulator yeah. um sexual assaulter 
hate you. Go the fuck away. Um, rot. <laughs> rot. And, and like people physically change to me. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I a hundred percent agree. Like I really do think because there have been times where I'll be not, and I guess not so much with friends because I feel like I'm more, especially here's the thing. Cause I'm mostly friends with women. There's rarely a chance where I think a woman isn't attractive. I just think women are beautiful human beings. <laughs> and so I just think nine times out of 10, if I see nine women, nine of them are going to be cute to me, like pretty much. But with men, if I see nine men, maybe one of them will be <laughs> cute to yeah. me, honestly. Um, so I think it more applies to men with me where the personality will change the physical for me. Because there have been plenty of guys where started out where I'm like, mm, I don't really like you like that. But the more I started to talk to them and like, you know, whatever, I'm like, oh, wait, you're kind of cute. Wait, what's up? Right. <laughs> what's going on? But like you said, it also has adverse effects. If I think someone's really attractive and then they're like the scum of the earth, I'm like, ew, you're kind of ugly, man. Going back to the main, I guess, trying to bring it full circle. We were talking about like high school and how there's hormones and stuff. And what I realized a lot growing up is that it's literally media. Like us being actors, we watch a lot of plays, we watch a lot of movies, watch a lot of TV, and even just like, and even people who aren't actors, like they still do a lot of that, they still watch a lot of that content, and they always produce this ideological, you know, like experience of what high school is supposed to be and what it's like, and it's always like that, it's always everyone's dating, it's always people liking each other, it's always people going out and you know, partying and hooking up and all this stuff. And so you think that's what it's supposed right. to be. But that's not everybody's experience. They're just taking the most exciting people's experiences and they're putting it on display. But not everybody's high school experience is, you know, dating and, you know, partying and all that stuff. And it shouldn't be. I wish that I didn't focus so much on dating and stuff in my social life in high school because I think that I wouldn't have had to unlearn all that stuff when I mm -hmm. got to college. I don't know. It just, it, it was so important to me. Like me having a boyfriend or me being attractive to people or me being liked by people was such like a thing where I'm like, yes, I need it. And that's why I have so many shitty dating experiences because I thought that was what I was supposed to do. So I just accepted any shit that would come my way. I'm like, oh, well, I'm supposed to date. So whatever. Mentally abuse me if you want. <laughs> you know, like stupid. So yeah. So honestly, good for you. Honestly, it really... It worked out for the best. You waiting until you were in a adult situation for yourself to actually like date date and that not happening for you until you were more mature. Be thankful for that because you don't. And that's what I'm saying. That's exactly why you have to talk to people like me about stupid dating experiences because people like me were dumb and decided that having a boyfriend was the most important thing in my entire existence. And so I would do anything to be talking to boys and they would just, they knew that they smelled the desperation on me. And so they would just like shit all I'm over dead. me. But I think, I guess one thing that I was really scared about, I guess in high school is that I kept telling myself like, if I'm going to be by myself when I'm older, I want it to be by choice, not because I couldn't find anybody to love me. But the thing is, as I got older, I realized that, you know what, it probably is going to be by choice because you know what? Sorry, I'm going, this is a, definitely me on my soapbox about like feminism, but like whatever. But it's like, also, I don't want it to be a thing where it's like, you need a man to feel fulfilled in life. Because I feel like there's so many times where men will see an older woman who doesn't, who isn't in a relationship, who isn't married, who doesn't have kids. And they're like, oh, wow. Like, what, what is she like? What does she do to end up in that situation? For all you know, she could have made that choice consciously. She didn't want to be married. She didn't want to have kids. She wanted to be an older woman living her fucking life for herself. And so it just really grinds my freaking gears that um, people always assume that just because a woman is, you know, later in life and she's you know by herself or she doesn't really have somebody committed or she doesn't have kids or anything that it's something she did wrong down the line to make that happen like no there's plenty of successful women who are by themselves because they want you to be by themselves and so I feel like I not to you know suck my own dick but there are men and this is not even to me suck my own dick because this is just a universal thing with women if you are a, wo a woman who's even slightly above average or even just average looking in general, you get hit on at least once a day or at least maybe once a week. Like it's because it, men are thirsty. Men will 
try to like hit on anything with a freaking pulse. And so I get requests for favors <laughs> all the time. I get people like the thing. If I wanted to have sex right now, even though I shouldn't because it's a freaking pandemic, if I wanted to have sex right now, I most definitely could. I could do it in two seconds right now. Um, but I don't want to do that because one, we are in a pandemic. And two, um, I don't want anyone inside me who doesn't give a shit about me. I realize that if I am going to be alone when I'm older, it's definitely going to be my choice because just men frustrate the shit out of me. Sorry if you're a male listener, um, just do better. Going back to what you were saying about having someone worthy like inside of you, I thought of a quote, I thought of a saying, they have to have a good head to get good head. And boom, baby, I put that on my tombstone, <laughs> honey. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Don't expect anything from me. If you're a trash bucket, don't. Old me, yeah. Like, if we we were talking to 17-year-old me, like, 17 to 19-year-old me, we would be having a whole different conversation, honey. Whole different conversation. But, and I guess in hindsight, even though I was kind of ragging about the fact that I wish I didn't go through all the stupid dating trials and tribulations that I went through, if I didn't go through it, I'd have the same mindset that I did before. I would be in the same place that I was. I went, I, all this stuff really shaped and molded my mindset about dating and men and all that stuff. Like, like how I feel about it right now. And then also through my dating with men, I realized that I don't even like only men. I like women too. And I think that is important (laughs) to discover about yourself because it's like, I feel like I would be like, oh no, girls are just pretty. Like, it's fine. Like they're just pretty. But then later in life, I realized I'm like, wait, no, I want to kiss these girls. (laughs) I want to smooch them on the face and so I feel like if I didn't go through all the stupid bullshit I went through with men and then had my experiences with women as well I wouldn't be where I'm at um right now so I'm appreciative of those things they made me realize my worth and what I deserve and even sometimes I still do waver on that but it's just a matter of me reminding myself to be like you know what bitch you don't need this true I think through all those experiences I saw my friends go through them especially in like middle school and high school I saw them go through it and so I kind of took like their red flag situations and was like I kind of put in a compartmentalized box of things that I don't want and things that I do want in a relationship Uh and I felt left out all my friends are dating they're all having sex and you know I was like am I just fucking ugly am I gonna be alone like what's going on and then until I got Uh, into college looks here's the thing if you're a good person you are not ugly if you are a good person you are not ugly i said what i said because when i got on bumble a lot of people yeah. were in my dms i was like oh okay we matching we matching we matching like i realized just having that pressure in high school and having that be the environment that i was in it my self-esteem down just because i was the only one in my friend's group who wasn't involved in it and I was like whatever but I'm thinking back to all the people that I did like in high school and middle school and elementary school if I had actually gone through or if they had actually liked me back I would have gotten into a relationship with people who would not care about me as much as I would have cared about them in conclusion I am grateful that I took what I had observed from my other friends has helped me be able to choose who I actually wanted and what I actually saw. And there are some things, you know, I had to compromise because I'm very picky when it comes to mm-hmm. men because I'm like, oh, but they need to do this and they need to have this and the blah, 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 whatever. You also have to realize that there are some things that you have to compromise, but don't compromise everything, though. There are some things that you need to have. Yeah. You need to list out your needs. What are your needs? And then it's about trust and communication and willing to be the best partner you can be in the relationship. I think it's all about that willingness to have your partner help you become the best version you can be. Because even if that relationship does end, that person was still in your life and they still had some purpose to be in your life you got to take all take it all in let them help you and guide you if they're not helping you and guide you and they're kind of like being negative or like being toxic towards you then take account to those experiences and be like i don't want that anymore and then if you encounter it you know how to just be like just punch it be like i don't need you right exactly yeah and i think that's that's another reason why it's good to i guess date and kind of test the waters or be observant to other people that you see doing so because it really is a matter of trial and error. You have to you have to encounter things that you don't want to know that you don't want them. And I 
went through that a lot with my experiences. I realized there's many things (laughs) that um, I dealt with that I never want to deal with again in my future. But I had to have those things in my face to know that that's not what I wanted. Because at one point in my life, I thought that I wanted a guy who was, like, super protective. And, like, I thought it was cute when he was like, no, like, hang out with me. Like, but now I realize that's definitely abusive behavior. And I had someone like that who I hung out with, you know, I hung out with, um, who did I, what did I name him? John, um, one time. And um, I was talking to this guy named um, Benny. And um, Benny... Um, knew that me and John had a history. This is when I was like a senior in high school at this point. And Benny knew that me and John had a history. And so I was like, do you care if I hang out with John? And he was like, no, I don't want you to hang out with him. He wants to fuck you. Like, you can hang out with him. I was like, okay, well, I already told him I was. So, I mean, I didn't say that to him, but I was just like, um, okay. And so I just turned off my phone when I went to go hang out with him. And I turned my phone back on and he's like, I know you're with him. And I'm like, oh shit. Jesus. <laughs> Wait a second. And I wasn't even, I wasn't even dating this boy at this time. Like I was not even dating him. And so I was like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. don't want that. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just situations like that. I'm like, yeah, no, for sure. Like I needed to go through those things to like program my mind to be like, yeah, no, this isn't, this isn't it. You don't want that. And it gave me more an idea of what I actually do want and what I do need and what I do require as a person in a relationship. And I think that it's good to know yourself before you get in a relationship and work on yourself so that your partner, whoever they may be, doesn't end up basically raising you um and like trying to like you know fix you in a way but there are also things that you don't know like you said that you don't know that needs fixing until you are in a relationship and that's when you guys handle it individually but also as a unit as well and that's just the healthy way to kind of deal with it because it's like like you said you didn't know that you still had issues to work on you know, before you got with Christian, you were like, yeah, no, I'm cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm fine. But then you realized, oh, shit, maybe not. (laughs) Not as much as I thought. Um, And that's fine. Like, it would be a different thing if you were like, wow, I know that I'm fucked up, but I'm just going to pretend like I'm not fucked up so I can bag this relationship. Because there's plenty of people who do that. But plenty of people who make themselves seem like they are put together and then once you get with them it's like it's a whole it's different like story have like one suitcase um, and like this is all the baggage i have and then you open it and it's like 60 baby suitcases in there and you're like yeah oh, what <laughs> yeah exactly 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 and i've definitely been through that myself you know on more than one occasion and so and even and i've been on the opposite side of it i've tried to make myself a version of myself that i thought someone would like and when I couldn't keep up that version of myself they were like oh wait who the fuck is this and I was like wait no it's still me I promise (laughs) but um it was not and so um it was that was actually in college when I did that that was the last kind of situationship that kind of defined you know what I can't keep doing this. That was, um, you know, you know who I'm talking about. And with that situation, yeah, he screwed me over along with that other girl who was mm-hmm. involved who screwed me over. But I also realized that in that situation, I was not completely the victim. I was, uh, I don't want to use the word toxic because people just, I don't know. I, people always connotate that with like, you know, different things. But I would have really like unhealthy tendencies. Like I would, I was in the phase of my life where I thought that if someone likes you, they would always want to be talking to you. And if you like someone, you always want to talk to them. You always need to be under them. You always need to be, you know, personal space. What the fuck is that? Like you're, we're together. So like be in my face, like basically forcing someone to commit to me when I know that they didn't want to commit, um, thinking that I could make this person fall in love with me and change their mind, you know, whatever. Um, Because I'm so great. I'm such a special flower. So they'll definitely change their ideals about commitment once, you know, they meet me, you know, whatever. And so all of these things, very unhealthy. And so I realized that that definitely has a component in pushing him away. And I can be very, my personality is not subdued. Like I am very much eccentric. I have very strong opinions. I'm not afraid to voice them. And that is not always comfortable for men for some reason. It becomes an issue when, because they see me, they think, I think I'm cute, whatever, whatever. But then as soon as I start to be like, yeah, so this is how I feel about this. Nah, 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 they're like, oh, 
wait a second <laughs> i thought you were and silent. you're like bitch no bitch hello this is um, what you signed up yeah. for thank you <laughs> yeah i'm a talking i'm a talking <laughs> so it's a trial and error it's a whole it's a whole big thing um and i think that the more that i have changed myself and the more that i've set boundaries the less experiences i've had because i've become more picky i feel like i had all these dating experiences because i would just take whatever I was given. Um, now I am a lot more selective, a lot more choosy, which is why I haven't really been in a situation, you know, in a while, because I'm trying to be selective in who I encounter and, you know, who I let see my vulnerableness and whatever, um, because not everyone deserves you. Um, it, will people stop texting <laughs> me? Sorry. You can cut that out. Anyway, but um, <laughs> um, basically, it's just, it's trial and error. And I, like I said, I've been more selective, been more choosy. That's why I haven't really been in a situation because a lot of what I'm encountering would have worked on old me, but new me is like, no, like this is not acceptable and I won't accept it. And old me would have definitely looked at something that I saw unacceptable. And I'm like, oh, but he has all this other thing going for him. So like, let me see if I can change him and fix him up. And I've always loved a fixer-upper. Always. That was my thing. Baby, I was Captain <laughs> Save-A-Ho all the time. Captain Save-A-Ho. Every day of my life. Man. I <laughs> promise you. And um, I had to grow out of that. I'm like, I cannot fix and raise a man. I can't do that. I can't do that to myself. And I shouldn't have to because these men should be raised already. They shouldn't expect a woman to try and mend them and fix them. Fuck off. I need someone who's already fixed <laughs> or at least actively trying to repair themselves because I'm not 100% repaired. Even if when I do think I am, I'm still a work in progress 100%. But I need someone who's also a work in progress mm-hmm. who's actively working because I'm actively working and I'm not about to be working for the most of us. Right. Me. Like it's not about to happen. So that is that. I kind of forgot why I brought this up. I can, I can like deviate <laughs> into <it's> <laughs> going back to what you said about you were like in that mindset of, oh, well, I need to fix him. And oh, he's supposed to be talking to me all the time and this that, and the other thing. And like, oh, I know he likes me because of this that, and the other thing. Yeah. And I was thinking about how social media has grown with and has influenced new eras of how relationships should be looked at. And I feel like there's a someplace on Tumblr where it was like, you have to fix the man because he won't fix himself and even going back 1950s where you had to be on hand and foot for him and like make dinner for him and then be like a baby popper just popping babies all the fucking time and then like all these women who are missing out on orgasms which no oh Oh, jesus god yeah no like some women like some people like some women really conditioned to believe like oh what What's right. an orgasm? Like, I or don't even have to like, do that. you know, women Baby, who masturbate, you. or like women aren't, are not supposed to masturbate. Like, no matter what gender or anything, you can masturbate. It's fun, it's normal, but social media and just past constructs have influenced what a relationship should or should not be. And in reality, there's no like right way to be in a relationship. Obviously, there's a wrong way, like, you know, don't abuse your partner, don't do this, don't do that. If right. you feel like you're in a healthy relationship then that's your partnership or if you're in like a polyamorous relationship that's your partnerships with the your partners you know it works in a lot of different ways and the ways are changing people are more open about being in a polyamorous relationship more open about you know having sex with other people but still having one person that is like who you love and stuff like that relationships are changing Right. All the fucking time. And I'm pretty sure maybe in the next wave of what relationships are going to be like, it's probably going to be different than it was right now. And there's going to be new rules that you have to follow. Yeah. And there's new things that you're going to have to do. And you might right. subconsciously do them because we're all surrounded and glued to our phones all the fucking time. Exactly. It's definitely media. It's, like, it's definitely like what I was saying earlier about like movies and TV and stuff. How it's just like we are definitely conditioned to want relationships one and want to and think that your life has no meaning or value if you're not in a relationship one and then two women are definitely conditioned to put up with more in a relationship than men would even care to um there are a lot of situations where it's very hypocritical like they'll be like the guys will criticize girls for like you know taking pictures in the mirror like with their you know tits out or something but then their profile picture is a picture of them shirtless 
what's the fucking difference you Mm -hmm. dummy like you're doing the same shit um so it's there's so many situations like that and then also it it even dates back to us being younger like we were told that when guys pick on you that means that they like you um so we're we're used to thinking like oh if he treats me like shit that must be he loves me right like stupid um just dumbass shit um and so definitely and especially with how shit used to be like back in the day like i saw this tweet some girl she tweeted she was like why are our current relationships not lasting as long as our grandparents let's discuss and a lot of people and there were men saying this too which i'm it was refreshing to see it was because a lot of people were saying it's like they didn't have a choice to leave our grandmothers didn't have any rights they couldn't leave all their money was tied up with the grandfather all their you know belongings everything if they left where would they go they didn't have anything besides any like anything they had was directly attached to their spouse i saw somebody that said that my grandmother stayed with my grandfather after after he had 30 kids on her 30 30 illegitimate children he was getting around the freaking neighborhood he was going to every house fucking he must have been because how do you have 30 children illegitimately and so shit like that they couldn't do anything unless they murdered them that happened a lot too Oh, he, it, it was an accident. He fell down. <laughs> but baby, you know you fucking killed that bitch, which good. All power to you. Uh, I love that. Um, but there's so many situations back then. Like, they couldn't leave. They had no choice. And so now that women have the option to not stay in these sh- shitty situations, mm-hmm. why are they going to stay? What's the point? And so I just feel that strongly, you know, just with my situations, it's like why I was always so afraid to do things like, oh, if I do this, he won't like me anymore. Oh, if I say this, he won't like me anymore. Or, oh, if I express this opinion, he won't like me anymore. But it's like, at that point, I realized I had to switch that up and be like, that's the trash taking out itself. Because if I can't say something or express my opinion without you, it being a turnoff or whatever, why are we together? Like, because I'm going to, baby, I'm saying my opinion every single day, of every single moment of every single day of my life. If you don't like that, then we don't need to be together. You cannot like me and you can, you know, take a seat somewhere else and go somebody, go to some girl who wants to sit and look pretty and not fucking say shit. Um, but that I'm not that girl. <laughs> I am not that girl. So the media, it gives us a really shitty sense of what, and that's what I'm saying. That's why social media is, it's bittersweet because there's so many things that I've learned and discovered and people that I've connected with through social media, that's very positive. But then I'm also tainted with all this bullshit Mm -hmm. in between. And I'm like, God damn, it's hard to filter out. And even some things that aren't meant to be like inherently harmful are like I see these like, you know, you see these Insta models and stuff and you think that, oh, I'm supposed to look like that or, oh, I'm only attractive if I look like that. And also men are conditioned to like girls like that. That image is being shoved in our faces constantly. And so they're conditioned to think that that is what makes a woman attractive looking like that. Oh, she doesn't like this. She isn't light skin and has a huge ass and, you know, small waist and fucking huge tits and fucking beautiful hair um, and tiny little dainty nose and fucking big eyes and huge lips. I don't want her. Literally, you're trying to fucking you're trying to do the fucking build a bitch workshop at this at this point. It's not realistic. (laughs) And half these girls, they aren't even like that naturally. They did something. And you know what? And I'm all for plastic surgery if you want it if it's healthy and if you do it to make yourself happy i'm all for that shit i don't really like you know having a say in what people do with their bodies and shit like if it's healthy and you're doing it for yourself by all means do what you need to do however (laughs) it's we as women who does not have plastic surgery and who don't have access or means of plastic surgery should not look up to those images and be like why don't i look like that it's because you don't have money dollars you don't have dollars like I literally, I followed um I follow an um, esthetician who does like skincare stuff and whatever, and she um made available this free PDF about like all these tips about you know skincare and stuff. And one of the things is that don't be fooled by these pictures of these people with this skin that's like completely smoothed over because everyone, even if you have clear skin, your pores still show. You still have pores. You still have you know your skin isn't your, no person's skin is 
ever 100% smoothed over where you don't see anything. And most of the time when you see pictures like that, it's because they airbrush them and because they do, you know, filters and shit to make it look like that. And so she was saying, don't be fooled by these people who have this completely like baby smooth, like, you know, porcelain doll smooth skin because it's not, it's not actually their skin. Like their skin may be clear, like no acne or anything, but you always mm-hmm. see pores, exist. pores and shit all the time. Anywhere yeah. and everywhere, unless you're fucking a robot. And so, or you get surgery to make yourself not have pores. Exactly. I don't know if that exists, but... Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Going back to the plastic surgery thing, I just thought about Grey's Anatomy and how Dr. Avery, uh, this woman was with her boyfriend and... Because he he's specializes in plastic surgery. And she was going to get a boob job. And they scripted it to where she would look to the guy, her boyfriend, to see if that was like an adequate size for her to have. And Dr. Avery, every time he saw her look at him or he would be like, all right, uh, we'll just schedule another appointment to make sure that everything is good to go. And then afterwards, the boyfriend and girlfriend left and it was just Dr. Avery and the intern that was there watching it. And the intern was like, why didn't we go through with the surgery? And Dr. Avery was like, because she was getting approval from the guy and not herself. And he was like, why? Oh, yeah. Who is only doing it for someone else and is going to probably want to change it back. That's money wasted. Don't waste patients' time. And the intern was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And I was like, yes, Dr. Avery. Thank you. I love him. He's really hot. Um, <laughs> yeah. But now, you know, I <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> like, now having TV shows like, like Grey's Anatomy and stuff with examples of those types of men. I mean, you know, Dr. Avery isn't perfect. Like, let's be honest. No guy on that TV show is perfect. No, no one's perfect. We all make mistakes. You know, McDreamy was also McFloppy. I don't know. That's really bad. <laughs> And no, and also he no, nah, he was um Mick manipulative. That's what the fuck he was. Cause <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh, he was over here, you know, giving you know mm-hmm. yeah, and then got McSteamy all the time, who <laughs> just got some girls pregnant <laughs> and be like, Lexi, I love you. And Lexi's like, you have fucking two kids, right? What what do you what do you want? Yeah, what the hell? But, but there are examples like Dr. Avery in that instance where it's like follow that example. Oh, sorry. This uh, episode's going everywhere, right. but I I'm I'm feeling it. I'm liking it. Hey y'all, this is Tatum coming at you literally one month after recording this session with Jada. Uh, In this next part, I just wanted to give a little bit of context because I didn't want to delete this part that she says. I think it's really important and it's really funny at the end, in my opinion. But I wanted to give some context because listening to this recording now, everything that I said got chopped over uh, because of my Wi-Fi connection and it just literally sounded like shit. But I do know that we were talking about Tiger King and how the one woman who was interviewed who worked with Doc Antle and had a boob job because he wanted her to have one and stuff like that. We were talking about how that's an extreme scale of manipulation and Jada's going to be referring to this situation, this event. And I just wanted you guys to have some context so that you know what she's talking about. All right, that's all I wanted to say. Going back to the actual podcast in three, two, one. That's what I'm saying. It's it's manipulation. It's literally manipulation. And it, you see it. That's what I'm saying. This is not anything that's like fucking out of this world to some people like some people this is like i guess i'm saying it's like not far-fetched like people were like oh my god this is crazy this is crazy but i'm telling you women being manipulated like that it may not happen on a that grand of a scale every single day but women are definitely getting manipulated in ways like that Mm -hmm. daily like literally daily literally there's a woman being manipulated by a shitty ass man right now right now not saying women cannot also be manipulative, but it's easier for a man to be like men because like men are programmed to be assertive and aggressive. And women and... are programmed to be like, oh, like don't be so you know aggressive, blah blah. blah. Like it's okay, like chill out. Like we're conditioned to be docile little freaking bitches, and <laughs> men take advantage of that. And unless you grow out of that, or unless you're taught the opposite to not let someone walk all over you, then you're gonna get manipulated and the thing is and it's not anything to be ashamed of oh, because shit. i guarantee you I everyone's been manipulated by somebody at one point in their lives most of the situations i was in ended badly and took emotional tolls on me because i was being mm-hmm. manipulated and i didn't realize it until afterwards and so it's just really sad to see and i think that that is a contributor to a lot of like dating nightmares and shit like that is like 
being gaslit and being manipulated and being, you know, just battered and like mentally abused, it translates a lot through like for example i saw this thing um so she rates dogs and they you know that because there's another twitter account called we rate dogs and they actually take pictures of dogs and rate them like oh 10 out of 10 like good puppy like whatever but this girl she made a twitter account called she rates dogs and basically she takes text messages and dms and stuff that women get that are just completely disgusting from men and she'll like post them and rate them and it's really fucking funny. And then something I saw, because she also has an Instagram account, something I saw on the Instagram is that this dude was like, you're not a real feminist if you don't want to show your tits. Tits aren't, boobs aren't even sexual things. Like, you're just giving into society and being misogynistic if you don't want to show me, send me a picture of your tits. And I'm like, nice fucking try, baby. What the hell? <laughs> nice fucking try. You're absolutely insane. You're absolutely insane. And then also I'd seen something else where some guy was, like, trying to talk to this girl on, like, some dating app. And he was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I've been through so much. And, like, I want to ask you something. But you're going to think I'm so stupid and disgusting. I want to ask. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't want to know. You're going to hate me. And then she's like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I went through all this stuff. And I had all these girlfriends. And they betrayed my trust. And now I don't know what to do. And blah, blah, blah. And so the only way for me to test a girl's trust you know, before we really start talking is if she sends me nudes. Because if she sends me nudes, that means that she trusts me and that she won't betray me. Um, <laughs> And I'm like, baby, what's the fucking correlation, honey? And so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Literally, it's just women are being manipulated every fucking day. And that's, like said, that's where most dating nightmares come from. It's just like men being just completely horrific, disgusting. Like you saw all the fucking DMs I got on Tinder about like, People still want oh to God. fucking come over during this damn quarantine, God. baby, honey girl. I'm absolutely sick. Uh, listeners, if you don't know, I have been a frequent on and off user of the Tinder app. I mostly just use it when I feel like I want someone to Love tell that. me that I'm cute. Basically, I put in my bio after all this, you know, quarantine stuff started. I was like, if y'all still want to meet up and have sex at a time like this, then I know you don't give a fuck about either of our lives. And the amount of messages I've gotten from men who were like, oh, I don't give a fuck about our lives or, oh, it's not like I don't give a fuck. It's just that I can take care of both of us. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's just hang out or um, want to kiss or some dude. Like I told you, like I texted you about this dude who literally lives in Chicago, where I'm originally from. And he said, I promise what? you I don't give a fuck. Pull up. <laughs> and I'm like. Baby, you're about a thousand miles away, honey. Jesus Ain't Lord. nobody pulling up anywhere. So honestly, these men are just aggressively horny at this point. And <laughs> you know what? We need to not only worry about this pandemic of this coronavirus, we need to worry about the pandemic of horny men unleashing their horniness amongst <laughs> us poor, poor women. Because I'm telling you, the amount of semen <laughs> that's building up in these men right now because they can't get their nut off. <laughs> They're about to attack everything. We're in danger. We're in danger. <laughs> we do. Oh my god. We need okay. To be careful. So <laughs> that this podcast has gone so many ways, but I love where it has gone because we talked about a lot of important stuff. So we're gonna sign off here. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Tune in next week for another episode. I don't know what it's going to be about, but you'll see it. Bye. Peace out.